Hey, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Weird Tales Podcast. My name is Tycho Alhambra. Thank you for listening. If this is your first episode, know that you are welcome, and we're happy to have you here regardless of your race, sexual orientation, or gender identity. The Weird Tales Podcast believes that trans rights are human rights, abortion is healthcare, and black lives matter, and we stand in solidarity with you all. Transcripts of the show, as well as links to institutions fighting for reproductive justice, can all be found in the show notes. As always, the Colin Malatrat Museum of Curious Oddities and Strange Antiquities, my debut collection of weird fiction, is available for purchase. Please check it out. I'm really proud of it, and people who have read it have really enjoyed it. This week's episode is a submitted story, and I'm really happy to be able to present it to you. This story was submitted to me by Alex Kingsley. Alex is a writer, comedian, and game designer from Madrid, Spain. They are a co-founder of Strong Branch Productions, and they write and direct The Stench of Adventure. Please check the show notes for links to all of their various works, which I highly recommend. Thank you so much, Alex, for allowing me to perform your story. The Strange Garden by Alex Kingsley The wrong mail was delivered to my apartment one day, and I think it really all just spiraled from there. Even though I don't receive much of anything other than bills, advertisements, overdue notices for my bills, and if I'm lucky, one of those neat coupon books, I still make a habit of checking my mailbox every day. One morning, after a lengthy tussle with my mailbox door, I found something unfamiliar inside. A magazine. I've never exactly been financially stable enough to have a whole magazine subscription, but I've often wondered what kind of magazine I would subscribe to if I could. Maybe a fashion magazine. But for most of my life, I've been a sweatpants and sweatshirt kind of person. Perhaps a science magazine? Though chances are I wouldn't read any of the issues and they just stack up by my toilet. But this magazine was something I would never have thought to order for myself. It was called Outdoors Weekly, and on the glossy cover was a photo of a smiling old lady kneeling in a garden holding a flower pot. It was a little unclear if she was planting things in the pot or if she was planting things from the pot in the ground, but the mystery of it all intrigued me. Who was this woman, and what wisdom did she hold? What was it about her garden that was making her smile? What secrets were hiding behind those eyes? Maybe this was a sign. A sign that I had been stuck in my humdrum ways for too long. I had been Eleanor, the unemployed artist, for years. Now I could be Eleanor, the gardener. I flipped it over and saw that it was meant for my neighbor, but surely they wouldn't miss one issue, would they? So I took it up to my apartment to peruse, flipping through the magazine and enjoying the luxurious smoothness of the pages on my fingers as I idly dreamed that I could be as happy as the flower pot lady on the cover. Then one of the spreads caught my eye. The image showed a group of people, parents and kids and old folks and young people, all sitting at a picnic bench and laughing, and above them, in bold white letters, were the words, The Power of Community Gardening. Of course, a community garden! Why hadn't I thought of it earlier? I could practically see myself in that picture, seated at the picnic table. No, seated on the picnic table because I'd be the cool, rebellious one, telling a joke that made the whole group laugh. I imagined myself appearing at the community garden on a sunny summer morning, well-worn straw hat shielding my eyes from the glare, and everyone at the garden says, Hey, who's that girl? She's new. And they're all impressed with how quickly I can weed the beds and how tenderly I transplant the tomatoes. Pretty soon, I become the celebrity of the community garden. 
A newcomer joins the ranks of community gardeners, and she says, Hey, who's that girl watering the pumpkin patch? And one of the senior members laughs and says, Oh, that's Eleanor. You'll want to get to know her. I'd made up my mind. This was my future. Now, the last thing I wanted was to show up and seem like an inexperienced gardener. I mean, I was, but I didn't want anyone to know that. This was a community garden, after all. Probably the whole community would be there. So I looked up a bunch of stock photos of gardeners and tried my best to put together an outfit that said, I'm a gardener, but I'm not trying too hard to look like one. I bought a straw hat online, but it looked so new when it arrived that I was afraid people would be like, hey, did you buy that online? So I went outside and rubbed some dirt on it. I splurged on a whole set of spades and hoes and banged them on rocks until it looked like I'd been using them for years. I bought a pair of overalls and cut some holes in them to make it look like I'd been wearing them while doing some difficult garden work. I'm now realizing that impulsive purchases like this may be the reason I never have enough money for a magazine subscription. After a bit of research, I discovered that there was a community garden not too far from my new place. Fully outfitted as the gardener that I wasn't, I showed up to find the place deserted. The fence was choked with climbing vines, and I could hardly see into the garden because of all the tall, leafy stalks that grew inside. As I approached, I began to lose hope. I peered through the overgrown fence and saw that the inside of the garden was completely deserted. Beyond the weeds, all I could see were empty beds with nothing to boast but dirt. I sighed, looking down at my spade forlornly. All right, I'd change my dream. Instead of becoming the community garden's most beloved new member, I'd be its only member. I'd build this garden from the ground up, and when people passed by me working, they'd say, Hey, I love your garden. And I'd say, well, Actually, it's the community garden. And they'd walk away thinking about what a cool and selfless person I was to be working in the community garden. And then the next day, a pretty girl shows up to work at the garden with me, and she doesn't share my gardening expertise, but she's eager to help. I teach her everything I know about gardening, which at that point is a lot, and together we weed and plant seeds and do all those other things that gardeners do, and the whole time we're smiling at each other, then looking away, then smiling again, then looking away, and then we're harvesting the zucchini, our hands touch, and then I heard a crash so loud I almost screamed. Actually, I did scream. I lied because I was embarrassed, but yeah, I screamed. I'm not sure if I said words, but it was something along the lines of, Hecking fuck! I'm sorry to scare you, dear, said a quavering voice, and I whirled around to see a stout old lady peering out of a dilapidated wooden shed. I seem to have knocked down a few shovels. Silly old me. This was my moment. My time to make community friends at the community garden. But instead of showing the old woman what a charismatic and charming person I am, I simply stared at her, with my mouth hanging open beginning to tremble as my social anxiety set in. The woman waddled out of the shed, and I could see her better in the sunlight. Her long gray hair was twisted into two haphazard braids which danced across her faded floral dress. Her thick brown work boots looked out of place against the wispy pink fabric. She dusted off her gloved hands and held one out for me to shake. My name's Francine, she grinned, showing off her yellowing teeth. I shook her hand and smiled, for getting that introducing myself was a key part of social interactions. "'And you are?' she prompted. "'Oh, right, yes,' I stammered. "'I'm Eleanor.' "'And have you come to work in the community garden, Eleanor?' "'Yes, I have. 
I confirmed, probably puffing up my chest with pride a little too much and maybe even subconsciously pointing to my hat. I'm just so thankful to see young people taking an interest in gardening, she mused, hobbling over to the shed. Let me just get you started. There are some empty beds over there you can work on. She waved her hand vaguely to the whole garden. She disappeared into the shed for a moment and I heard some rustling, and when she reappeared she held something cupped in her hands. Here, take some of my special seeds. She took my hands and clasped them in hers, and I felt a few hard little pellets fall into my palm. When she took her hand away, I brought the seeds up to my face and... Okay, this is when things get a little weird. There's not... Okay, I'm just going to say it. The things she put in my hand were not seeds. They were human teeth. I'm not sure what a normal person would have done in that situation. Maybe say, hey, these are human teeth. But I am not a normal person. I get nervous. This, this little old lady was probably just confused. Maybe she was going senile? Maybe she had accidentally switched her dentures with the seeds? No, that's not right. Dentures don't come as individual teeth. Still, what could I do? Well, I know exactly what I could have done. I could have turned around and left the moment there were teeth in my hands. I could have said... Ma'am, these are not seeds, and you are not a very good gardener. But I didn't. I simply smiled and said, Thank you, Francine, and went to one of the beds where she had directed me. I spent three hours there. Three hours of smiling and nodding as Francine told me about what had happened on last night's reruns of The Golden Girls while I buried teeth two inches below the ground because, according to Francine, that's what it said to do on the back of the packet. And the weird part was, I actually enjoyed it. She asked me a few questions like, where are you from, and what's your job, and oh, why are you having such a hard time finding a job, and well, are you at least finding friends, and why do you have such a hard time making friends, and are you crying? Normal small talk stuff like that. It was nice just to have someone ask questions about me for once and to feel like I was a part of something, even if that something I was a part of was a garden run by a crazy old lady who planted teeth instead of seeds. And I wish I could say that the story ends there. But it doesn't. Because the next day, I wanted to go back. I thought, hey, that was a little weird, but you know what? Francine is probably really desperate for the company. I owe it to her to go back again. So I put on a new set of gardening clothes, complete with my trusty hat, and I ventured back to the garden. Oh, Eleanor, I am so delighted to see you. Francine clapped her frail little hands when she saw me approaching. And back so soon, too. I blushed a little, hoping she didn't know that I was here because I didn't have anywhere else to go. I just love community gardening so much, I said. And before I could stop myself, besides, I have nowhere else to go. Damn it, I wasn't supposed to say that part. Yesterday's plants are doing quite nicely, she cooed. Well, that's great, I responded instinctively, before remembering that yesterday's plants were teeth. I felt my smile falter. They are? I asked. Have a look. Francine pointed towards the beds where I had been planting, and I went to kneel down next to them. Sure enough, where I'd buried each of the teeth... Little green leaves were pushing their way out of the soil. I stared at the buds in disbelief. Had I been 
wrong about the whole teeth thing? Had I actually been planting teeth-shaped seeds and I was just being ageist, forever assuming that this old lady could get seeds and teeth confused? Can seeds even germinate that fast? I was about to ask Francine this, then remembered that I really didn't want her to know that I wasn't a super experienced gardener, so I simply said, well, they look healthy, because that seemed like an appropriate plant descriptor. They are, Francine cooed from where she stood at the gate of the garden, very healthy. So you wouldn't mind doing a little more planting for me this afternoon? I would do it myself, but my back, well, of course, I cut in. The last thing I wanted to do was bury more teeth, but I couldn't say no to an old lady with back problems. Wonderful. Francine's face crinkled with delight, and she hobbled over to the shed. What will you be having me plant today? I asked innocently, hoping she would say something like cucumbers or carrots. I've got another set of seeds somewhere in here, she answered unhelpfully from the shed. Ah, here we are. She plopped into my hands what appeared to be a giant clump of human hair. Is this, is this one seed? I asked tentatively. No, no, it's many. You, you sort of disperse them, you know, like, like lettuce seeds. Right, yes, like lettuce. I couldn't let her know that I didn't know how to plant lettuce seeds. And what, I ventured, what will this grow? Again, Francine grinned in such a way that made her yellow smile look like a thick crescent moon. A beautiful flower, she answered, and her voice dripped with so much sweetness, I almost ached to see what that flower would look like when it was grown. Besides, I was a little comforted. I knew what I was planting. Flowers. I was planting flowers. With, with hair-shaped seeds. But this is also what lettuce seeds are like, so clearly it can't be too weird. Right? I shouldn't have gone back to the garden. I know I shouldn't have gone back. But I woke up the next morning and I thought, Eleanor, what are you going to do today? And I had no response. Zero ideas. Nothing. So I put on my hat and I went to the garden. Sure enough, Francine was waiting there for me. Back again, I see, she grinned. Yeah, well, you know. By you know, I meant... I have an insatiable passion for community gardening, but instead Francine guessed, Lonely with nothing to do? Uh, I shuffled my feet. Yeah. Well, I'll have something for you to do, Francine volunteered, pointing zealously over to the plot where I'd dispersed the hair, and, well, it really shouldn't have surprised me at that point, but it still did. The previous day, that bed was nothing but empty dirt. Now it was a line of little green stalks, each protruding about a foot from the ground, and at the top of each was a blushing pink flower. I felt the magnetic pull of those flowers, and I walked past the gate and into the garden without so much as glancing at Francine. The petals were smooth and soft, and they cascaded away from the center of the flower like little peach waterfalls with streaks of crimson. In the middle of the flower was a hard white spike. Was that normal for a flower? I couldn't say, because looking at that flower, I felt like I had never seen another flower in my life. I knelt by each in turn and examined them. They were all different shades. Some were such a pale pink that they looked almost white, and others were closer to brown or black, but they all shared the same bright red streak and stiff white center. 
I rubbed the petals between my fingers, and they almost felt warm. Aren't they lovely? I finally heard Francine say behind me. Yes, I murmured as if in a trance. What kind of flowers are they? The blossom of man's sins. What? I turned around to look at her as I'd expected her to just say zinnias or something like that. Francine shrugged. I just call them sinflowers, though. The whole name is kind of a mouthful. Is that... I glanced back and forth between the woman and the flowers. Is that like a normal kind of flower, like azaleas or something? She smiled. Kind of like azaleas, yes, but full of sin. Huh, okay. I stood up, brushing off the dirt from my pants. So, is sin like... Is that a special kind of fertilizer? Francine cackled, and her long braids swung back and forth. You could say that, she said coyly, which really bothered me, because if it was some kind of fertilizer, as a gardener in training, I needed to know that kind of information. I didn't want to seem too desperate, though, so I nodded as if to say, Right, yes, I knew that. So, uh, do you want me to plant something else? I ventured. Oh, no, Francine pressed her fingertips together. Today I have a very special task for you. It's the harvest. The harvest? I didn't know much about agriculture, but I was fairly certain that you couldn't harvest anything that had only been planted two days ago. Nevertheless, she gestured over to the bed where I planted the maybe teeth, and I saw that where yesterday there were only little buds, today there was a whole line of bushes. The leaves were lush and green, and hanging down from the branches were little red fruits. I, um, I stammered, because this time I was really sure something was wrong, but I didn't want to get called out for my lack of agricultural knowledge. Try one, Francine whispered suddenly behind me, placing a hand on my shoulder. Try one, Eleanor. Try one. They are delicious. Listen. I grew up as the kind of kid who was constantly eating berries I found and then getting yelled at by my parents because those weren't berries, those were actually just mothballs, and how could I be so stupid? I was already 10 years old and I was still eating things I found and wasn't I smarter than this? So at this point, I was pretty well trained not to eat random fruit that I stumbled upon. Still, the bulbous red fruits looked so encouraging, so engorged with crimson juice. It was like the opposite of Adam and Eve. Like, it would be a sin not to eat the fruit. I slowly reached out and plucked one of the fruits from the branch. It caved in a little at my touch, like a water balloon that was not quite filled to bursting, but if I pressed it, it would pop. What kind of plant was this? I had no idea. In truth, I didn't understand any of the work I had been doing. As I looked down at the ripe fruit in my hand, I felt the sinking sensation of unworthiness. A lump rose in my throat as hot tears burned in my eyes. I dropped the fruit, and I heard it splatter on the dirt, spraying red juice everywhere. I'm sorry, I sobbed. I don't deserve to eat any of the fruits. I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't even know what kind of plant that is. I, I've never heard of a sinflower. I've never been to a community garden before. I, I rubbed dirt on this hat. See? Look, I put that dirt there. I'm an imposter. I'm a fraud. I'm so sorry. I'll, I'll just go. 
I ran for the gate, but Francine's voice stopped me. I know, sweetheart. I froze, one hand already on the garden gate. You, you do? I sniffled. Of course. If you knew anything about gardens, anything at all, you probably would have stopped working here as soon as I gave you the fleshberry seeds. You mean you knew... Sorry, the what? Honey, no one in their right mind would stay at a garden like this, so I knew right away that you had serious issues. Is this... is this not a normal garden? Francine shook her head ruefully and her braids danced. No, Eleanor, this is a very strange garden. Is that... is that why there's no one else here but you? Francine laughed. No, that's because when someone comes to work here, I kill them. I blinked. You... you kill them? Of course I do. Where do you think I get all the teeth and hair from? So those were teeth, I shouted victoriously. I thought maybe... Wait, I'm sorry. Uh, could we go back to the part where you kill people? People volunteer to work the garden, and I kill them. Francine explained as though it were the most natural thing in the world. But don't you worry. Not a single part of them goes to waste. I keep them right in the shed over there, and I use every part of them as seeds. Everything from their pinky toes to their hopes for the future. It all goes into the garden. I wrung my hands together, glancing over to the shed. So, why didn't you kill me? I asked. Honestly? Francine fixed me with a condescending gaze. You just seemed kind of pathetic. Wait, I held up a hand. You're telling me that you didn't kill me because my life was too sad? Sweetheart, you rubbed dirt on your straw hat to try to fit in. Did, did it work? No, honey. No, it didn't. I felt hot indignation rising in my chest. So I wasn't good enough for you to kill? I fumed. Francine shook her head. It's not like that, Angel. You simply haven't sinned enough for me to ever grow a sinflower out of your hair. And you certainly haven't lived enough life to grow a decent fleshberry. Well, fine, I exclaimed. Maybe I'll go to another community garden and they'd be happy to plant my hair. Francine shook her head in defeat once again. You're a strange one, Eleanor. I'll give you that. You are a strange one. She turned her back on me and waddled back into her shed, which I now knew was full of corpses of community gardeners. I put my straw hat back on my head and collected as many flesh berries as I could before leaving, hoping to prove that I wasn't so pathetic after all. That night, I tried chopping them up and putting them in a salad, but I had to throw the whole thing away because they made the salad taste like blood. I cried for an hour, and then I decided to check and see if there was another community garden near me. The closest one was an hour's drive away, but I figured it was worth it. At the next community garden, they gave me weird looks when I tried planting my hair. A girl named Georgia told me that I needed to use actual seeds, like from a pouch. And when she gave me the actual seeds, they didn't look like human teeth at all. She looked a little confused when I commented on this, but she didn't say anything. She taught me everything she knew about gardening, which was a lot. She showed me how to plant cucumbers below a trellis and how to pluck the basil flowers when the plant starts to bolt. 
We weeded and planted seeds and did all those other things that gardeners do. And the whole time we were smiling at each other and looking away, and then smiling at each other, then looking away. And then, when we were harvesting the zucchini, our hands touched. And that is the end of the story. Please check out Strong Branch Productions and especially The Stench of Adventure. All the links you need are in the show notes. Again, thank you, Alex, for allowing me to perform your story. If you enjoy the show and want to help support it, please feel free to kick into the Patreon. You get the episode a day early and bonus readings every two weeks. Andrew Buchanan, Samantha Hickey, and Marco Van Putin, thank you so much for your support. Please go and get vaccinated for anything and everything you're available for, but especially COVID and flu. We're going into winter and things are going to get worse, so please protect yourself, your family, and society. If you see a bigot out and about and doing a bigotry, make their life horrifically uncomfortable. And always remember that the most important step a person can take is always the next one. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week.